The question is, how do you lead a business in the world we live in today? We believe it starts with purpose. This podcast is home for the leader who is ready to embrace this new frontier of business and ultimately turn their business into a movement. If you want to know the keys to doing business from the sweet spot of purpose and profit, then search no more. This is the community for you. We're your hosts, Alex and Thomas, and this is the Purpose Pioneers Arena podcast. What is up, my Purpose Pioneers, my purpose-driven business leaders? Welcome back to the Purpose Pioneers Arena where we cultivate wisdom, we take massive action, and then we talk about it. And that's really what it's all about uh, here in the arena. And really, this podcast, this conversation is for the business leader who wants to do business and work in the sweet spot between purpose and profit, meaning and money. They see a world where it isn't just a machine that's making tons of money, and it isn't just a meaningful project we're working on. It, it can be both like life and work, especially work. The workplace can be a place where we make money and we're operationally efficient on one side. And it can be a place where we are finding me in our work. We're working with our blood, sweat and tears. We're loving what, what we do. And really this company becomes a movement that people want to be a part of customers and team members alike. So if that is you, then you have found your home and, Today, we are diving into a really dope outcome that we've seen uh, when it comes to being a purpose-aligned, purpose-driven business, using empathy, uh, practicing vulnerability, all these incredible tools that we believe in, um, an outcome that happens, that's inevitable when these things are practiced, and especially in the most uncertain times especially in the scariest times when the whole world's flipping upside down, when there's pandemics and tension and all this crazy stuff going on. Um, this beautiful outcome is really important in business. And, and the outcome is being steady and unstoppable, like being able to continue to move forward in the stormy seas to keep the ship moving toward the promised land. And we found that when we are continually checking back in with our purpose, when we are continually harnessing empathy, then the ship is always being righted. The ship is always able to stay steady and move in the right direction, even in the craziest times, the most insane business environments, the most crumbling economies, all the things in the outside world. Like we found through experience and through just watching other people mm -hmm. um, that when we can come back to purpose, when we can come back to empathy, these tools help us navigate those seas. So Alex, how, what are you thinking? How do you feel about this? I am pumped for this because this is so relevant. 2020 was chaotic. It came out of left field. We all, I think what's really cool is, you know, while there was tension and, and division and divide in, in parts of 2020, as we were going into 2021, I was like, we all experienced this. Like we all in the world, we all just went through this and it just instilled this sense of connectedness. I'm like, we all just fucking survived that. Like let's come together and figure shit out. Mm. So I just, I think this is so relevant, especially in business. And I was thinking about these words steady and unstoppable. Mm. And I think purpose is steady, right? It's that direction. It's that driving force. It's writing the ship 
going forward, forward motion. So I think purpose keeps you steady and empathy makes you unstoppable. Oh shit. I know, right? Because right purpose, this like forward motion where we're, we have that like steady equilibrium and then empathy to me during times of uncertainty, when the world is just shaking beneath our feet, everything changed, right? Our, our new, our normal changed overnight. Mm. So to me, when things change externally, now I've rewired my brain to instinctively want to ask questions because clearly the old questions I was asking aligned with the old reality. Now we have a new reality. So my natural, just Alex brain and my entrepreneur brain, when 2020 happened, was it like March 13th, 12th, 13th shit at the fan? I went, okay, what new set of questions can I ask ask to find out what people need now? Hmm. Because that's the cool thing. When, when chaos happens, I actually think that is a business leader's opportunity to shine. Like that is your pot of gold. If Mm. you can see it in that way, sometimes it's tough because the chaos is so intense and it might affect you deeply and your family and finances. And, and I get that. And I honor that I've been through chaotic events in my life. And sometimes it's so tough to just like sort through it. And, but if, if you can sit in it and, and sit with it and just hold space for yourself and everything going on and chisel down, you will get to a pot of gold because I believe we actually need chaos as entrepreneurs. Cause in chaos, I know I've gone off to you, Thomas, about this during chaos. We become more acutely aware of our pains. We become more acutely aware of our problems. We become a, more acutely aware of what we want to do. And then the chaos actually ignites more sense of urgency. <laughs> like mm-hmm. 2020 showed me people were like, Oh shit, the world's going to end. <laughs> like, let me finally do the thing that I've been wanting to do. And then hello, green lights blinking off for entrepreneurs. When people finally want to do the thing they want to do, that's where you get to solve problems and present real transformative solutions and share your mission and your movement and your purpose, your gifts in a way that that can be received and in a way where people are throwing money at you. So it was cool. Like we at Purpose Pioneers, we flowed through the chaos, I think like brick and gangsters because of these two concepts purpose and empathy steady and unstoppable steady and unstoppable baby yeah i love that we're definitely (laughs) gonna add that to our lingo list totally 100 percent. yeah and yeah i just really want to honor that epic tangent you just went on it was it was really on point so sometimes (laughs) i'm just feeling it sometimes i just want to be like alex that was boss so i'm gonna take take a moment once in a while to do that yes so I want to come back to purpose and how it creates that steadiness because purpose is beyond the product. And like, for example, like we, we use the example of Apple a lot. I think it's amazing. So Apple never once said that they're a computer company. They always said that they were a think differently company. We want to think differently about everything we do. We want to invite people to think differently with the products we create. So they were able to, as technology was improving over the decades, as things were changing, as needs were changing in the consumer marketplace, they were able to adapt. They were able to go beyond the technology and the product that they were currently selling. So they, they started with computers and then they went to MP3 players, right? How are they able to do that? How are they able to stay steady in the storms of changing technology? in the storms of changing consumer needs. 
they were able to do that because they said, hey, guys, like, we're not here to create computers. We're not stuck. And we're not going to sit here and make sure people need computers. We're here to serve a need. We're here to help people think differently, help them create and do it in a new and, and innovative way. So what are the new needs on the horizon? What is the ne- new technology on the horizon? Let, let's let go of the technology of the past because they're focused on purpose. So it makes that ship stay steady no matter what wave of change is coming, what huge storm of uh, technological disruption is heading their way. There's no more fear for Apple. Now it's excitement. They're like, oh, I'm so excited. We get to apply our purpose and serve our people in a new way with a new set of products, a new set of technologies. So I find purpose to really let make the stress of innovation and, and new technology and changing needs and uncertainty in the market. It makes all that melt away and then it allows the team to get excited. Hey, oh my God, I can't wait to serve people in this new way. I'm so, 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 so excited. And I, I think it's a really powerful tool. Now I want to talk uh, about empathy and really just paint the picture, especially in the Corona times, the, the pandemic of 2020 and what happened. So to your point, Alex, people's needs once were, I want to go out. I want to go experience restaurants. I want to go be around human beings in person. This is my greatest desire. So movie theaters are popping, restaurants are popping, all these places are are killing it. Bars, clubs, you name it, are, are absolutely killing it. So all of a sudden, you know, whether people like it or not, um, and that's an open debate, all of a sudden everyone was told to stay home. And that's that's the reality we faced in 2020. Hey, don't leave, stay home whatever, right? So what what happened? What does that mean? It means the environment changed and it means the people's needs changed. So in a world with new needs, there's going to be a need for new products, for new offerings, for changing how we show up for our customers. So how do we know what to do next? How do we write the ship? Think about it. The corona pandemic was a huge tidal wave that hit the side of the ship. And the ship's like, what do we do? We're off track. Where do we go? Oh my God. How do we re how do we get back on track? How do we write the course to the promised land, to serving our customers? And it's empathy. So we're in a new world, and our customers, the people we'd love to serve, all of a sudden have new needs. They have a new reality around them. They need to be served in different ways. So some restaurants just tried to push back and you know stay the same and then other restaurants said let's go find out this new normal let's go figure out the, these new needs whether we agree with it or not this is reality let's go figure out how we can serve our people in this time and a lot of them pivoted to meal boxes they do subscription boxes every month they pivoted toward contactless delivery they pivoted toward uh, drive up and they had little s- spots and you can call the number and people run it out to you and they would say, hey, we get you. We understand you. We understand the pain, the new set of pains you're experiencing right now. So we're going to pivot how we serve you to do that best. So they were able to, in a, in a, this has never happened, maybe in like 1918, with the Spanish flu or something, right? But what happened, a economy shut down, people locked down in their homes has never happened. It's unprecedented. So there is no business wisdom. There is no best practice. There is no, this is obviously what we do next. It wasn't there. So in a world of uncertainty where 
the next step is uncertain. The, the, the next step is unprecedented. There is nothing I can fall back on and say, this is what leaders of the past have done. The only way to navigate into the darkness of what's in front that we cannot see yet is through reconnecting that bridge of empathy, reconnecting with those we serve, understanding their needs, and I'll always know exactly what to do next. And I, I know for me, every time I step back and out into the marketplace, and after I was COO and running one of our clients' companies, I step back out and I'm like, well, I think I know what to do, but I had uncertainty. There was darkness ahead of me. I couldn't see forward. So what did I do? I went out and I had 10 conversations. I built up confidence. I built up um, understanding and I got certainty in what I needed to do next. So the best businesses that I've witnessed, I have a few other examples <clears throat> coming in my head. The best ones are the ones who said, what is the new normal? for our customers? What are their new needs? How can we pivot our business model and our products to serve them where they are right now? How can we reestablish our relationship with them and be back in service with them? And guess what? We can do that no matter how bad the storm is, no matter how rocky the seas are, no matter how, how thrown off course the ship was, it can, we can always turn the ship back into alignment with its course. Oh my goodness. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> I have, I literally wrote a little sticky note because <laughs> I didn't want to forget the things that I wanted to share. <laughs> I so I think that was a beautiful sky to soil moment, bringing all this stuff that's up here down to the earth, down to practicality. And I'm going to, I'm going to bring it even more down Ooh. for all of our purpose peeps. So get dirty purpose. Your purpose in your business is not your product or service. And this is where I've seen a lot of businesses go awry. It is not the physical, tangible thing at hand. It is the feeling and the deeper transformation behind it. So let me give you some real examples of how I see this. Patagonia is not a clothing company. They are an environmental sustainability company. Um. What's the one going to? Oh, SpaceX is not a rocket ship company. They are an interplanetary species company. Mm -hmm. right? Like these, these companies, the ones that I believe are wildly mega successful and have that purpose baked in, recognize that they had to go beyond the purpose, uh, the, the product and service. Because if you say, I am a blank company, right? I am a phone company. I am an oven company. You lock yourself into that product or that service. And when shit goes cray cray and we have all this chaos going on, you have backed yourself into a corner of, oh my God, I can only sell these things right now because that is what I've positioned myself in the market. So the Apple example, another great example, like Thomas keeps saying, if they said we are a computer company, when they came out with MP3 players, when they came out with the, the iTunes store, the app store, people would have been like, what are you doing? Trust would have gone down because they, they would have been like, you're only a computer company. Why are you making other things? I'm confused. Mm -hmm. And when your market becomes confused, confused minds don't buy. So your purpose is the deeper feeling beyond it. Uh, in a previous up or in a previous episode, we talked about the roofing company that Thomas is working with. They're not a roofing company. They're an above and beyond company. We worked with a storage company. They're not a storage company. They're a peace of mind company. So I, just, I wanna I wanted to give you those examples so you can start noodling and marinating on what is the deeper 
thing behind the product and service that you sell because we don't sell things. And I know that might sound crazy, but we really don't sell things. We sell feelings. We have an emo- people have an emotional connection to every single product service in the freaking world because we are emotional beings. There is something that your product and service allows them to do to make their life or a, a, a category in their life better in some way, shape, or form. And I'll, I want to give another example, Toys R Us. Why did Toys R Us go down the shitter? We believe, because we've talked about this in workshops, we've, we've, it's a great case study. Why did they not survive the storms of the internet, right? The internet came in, we have online shopping, like this whole, our, our whole reality changed. Why did Toys R Us not innovate? Why did they not ride the wave, the new wave? I believe it's because they pigeonholed themselves in saying we are a toy company. And to make it even more specific, we only sell toys in person. So when the internet came and all this innovation was coming and there were different ways to get toys and experience toys, they back themselves in a corner because they weren't clear. I believe they weren't clear on what was the deeper purpose. What was the deeper reason behind the toys? What does the toys allow kids to do? So imagine if they didn't say they were an in-person toy company, imagine if they said we're a playground for kids company. Imagine if they did that. So if they, if they positioned themselves that way and went beyond the product and service, when the internet came and took a run for everyone's money, they wouldn't have been stuck in only selling toys in person. They could have done different uh, fun activities and experiences for kids. They could have done, I don't know, like cool toy demos where kids come in and test out and play with the toys. They could have invited kids and and uh, parents to do these like co-activities together, create this. They could have literally had a, pl- a Toys R Us playground. Mm, like so, Legoland. Kind yeah, of stuff. exactly. Right. So uh, I hope everyone's picking up what I'm putting down. The purpose transcends. It, it brings you higher. And it doesn't back your business into a corner. So I believe, I mean, honestly, chaos happens like every 10 years. I've I, Like for as long as I've been alive, <laughs> like every 10 years, some massive chaotic event has happened. So chaos is always going to happen. So the question is, how have you positioned your business? Are, are you clear on that deeper reason, that deeper why that people can really connect to? And if you are, that is going to make you so steady and then adding empathy on top of it, understanding the people and what they need and what they want. It literally makes you unstoppable no matter what comes your way. Like Thomas said, you can ride any wave. With, with Toys R Us, the internet wave came and it crashed on top of them. Even Blockbuster, another great example, right? So just to give you some tangible examples in the world that we've seen, you know, Thomas and I are little purpose crazy brains are like, what if Toys R Us did this? And what if Blockbuster did this? And I'm so curious, like, I'd love to do like a case study simulation on (laughs) what if Toys R Us was a playground for kids company instead of an in-person toy company, like what could have been, could they have survived? I think they could have, so. I think, block, I think Blockbuster, that's a solid nug. And I think Blockbuster is, a, is an amazing example. Blockbuster was a video rental company. Right. And because of that, they did get pigeonholed in video rentals. Yes. And they even had an opportunity to buy Netflix apparently and didn't. 
So if they would have had a, a higher purpose potentially of bringing people together, um, bringing families together through entertainment, right? That could have been a, a, a higher purpose, a serving yeah. a real need. Um, it, it probably would have been obvious that they, hey, there's this internet thing coming. How can we bring families together through entertainment with this new wave of technology? And it probably would have been a no-brainer for their brand to purchase Netflix. But a video rental company buying a company that is streaming movies online, it didn't really make sense for them brand-wise, business model-wise. But if they had the bigger purpose, that wave would have made total sense. And on the other side, on the empathy side, if they were obsessively asking their people where they're hurting, what they want more than anything, they probably would have experienced people saying, you know, I'm really looking for more convenience. I'm really looking to, to not really have worry about these late fees, returning videos. I want to be able to have these things on demand. I, I, I want to, I don't want to have to get dressed and leave my house uh, to, to be entertained with the people I care about most. And they probably would have been more innovative had they been asking those questions, right? So the steady purpose would have allowed those waves to be handled perfectly. Yeah. And then using that empathy would have made the, the, the path of Blockbuster unstoppable. Uh, but, you know, it really takes, it takes a lot to practice empathy, to practice selfless listening, where I'm not loading the question, where I'm not setting the question up to where I want someone to say something that I think is right, where I want them to give me the right information so I can finally do the thing I actually want to do. It takes a lot to like set down the ego, shut up and, and ask questions and let someone share their story and let the company be guided by that. You know, it does take a lot. So it's not easy for anyone to do. Like it really is a secret sauce because it's not a common practice. It's not a common practice. So really what I love about empathy, and I know we've, we've talked about this in a past episode, like it's, it is a secret sauce because it's not easy to do. The mind wants to load the question. The mind wants to get the right answer so we can do the thing we already wanted to do. It wants validation. The mind wants validation. So to like sit there and surrender to our customers and their new set of needs and pains and desires and dreams and really you bring that into the ideation process, the innovation process, the product development process, the marketing process, how we make decisions in the business. Like it takes an amazing leader. It takes a, a commit, someone who's really committed to the purpose and really is in love with who they're serving. Like it really, really fucking does. Like well, I remember back in, back in my day with backstory, my startup, like I cared so much about the idea that I, I, and I didn't, I wasn't in love with any customer. I wasn't in love with who I served. So I didn't, I didn't ever actually practice real empathy. I, I didn't want to, it was easy for me to just come back to the idea, romance about the idea, tell everyone how cool it was. And it just didn't work. But once I fell in love with someone, once I, and in our, in our, we had a period of time where we served coaches. Once I fell in love with coaches and I was like, I love them. They're doing the hard work themselves. They're inviting people into transformation. They're helping people heal. They're on the front lines of transformation in the world. Like, wow, I love these people. Finally, I was willing to set my ego aside and truly listen and let that guide me. And and it was an absolute game changer. And what's cool is there's this stat that is like 95% of startups fail or 99% of startups fail. But I, I just can't believe that's true. And I, I don't think that's just a hard fact. And I really think it's 99% of startups aren't willing to 
put everything down and put all their cool ideas down and all their amazing skills and 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 dreams and and actually listen to another human being and actually cultivate the understanding of who they're serving because i know for us every time we're uncertain we go and practice empathy and and everything gets better yeah we we, we find our next step we find our next step we we get some clients we make some money we innovate what we're doing it feels amazing we feel powerful we feel like we're in service Every single time, the next step reveals itself through empathy. And on a steady ship of purpose, the empathy is like the captain kind of turning the, the wheel a little bit. Yep. So I just, it, it just, it, it feels like the most basic, most fundamental, most rooted truth um, that has really served you and I in business. And we continue to witness it um, out in the world with these different brands we're talking about. So it's simple. Business doesn't have to be complicated. It's not complex. In fact, the most amazing, profound things are often the most simple concepts. So yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. So it's interesting. That stat, I see that stat all the time. I've seen, I've seen it in the coaching industry. 98% of coaching businesses fail. I've seen it in the startup industry. 99% of startups fail. I've seen it in restaurants. My family came from the restaurant industry. Uh, 95% of restaurants fail. Yeah. What's the common thread? I, I think it's, it's empathy. Yeah. I th- it's why do they fail? Because they're not willing to listen to the people that are going to buy into the idea. I think you said it so beautifully. We romanticize the idea. We fall in love with the idea, which yep. is great. I want you to do that. I want you to feel so in love with your creativity and possibility and what could be, but guess what? There's a fucking human being that's behind the idea or that's going to want that or not want that. Go find it out, right? Go prove out your idea. Get yourself the confidence and the certainty that you need to say, this idea is gangster and I know real people want it. I know it solves a real need, right? And when you connect, when you build the bridge, that's when you become unstoppable. Or, or they funny, don't like, need it. Or they don't need it. And right, I need th- that's to what or make a change or, 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 or fix it. But, but to your point, it's still a bridge of understanding. You yeah. understand that they don't need that idea, right? Or they need a different type of idea or you need to pivot, right? It's, it's still the bridge of understanding. You need to understand something. Not all, With empathy work, when you're going out and asking your people where they're hurting, what they need, what are their goals, what are their ideal solutions, are they ready to invest in it, right? All these questions, you might find that the idea that you have, people don't need it. But that doesn't mean it stops you dead in your tracks. Keep asking questions. Talk to different sets of people. Dig deeper, dig deeper. That people, every single person on planet Earth has a need that they are willing to invest in. I know that is a generalization, but I really believe it to be true. <laughs> I so mean, everyone me. food, I, like people need food, they need water, they need shelter. Like everyone has a need that they're willing to invest in. Absolutely. It's inherent. Everyone. Need. Yeah. And it's interesting, like empathy. This is why empathy and purpose is so cool. And this is why I fucking love purpose pioneers. <laughs> it's built into us. We have a heart and we have two ears. Empathy is quite literally inherently built into us. We have two ears for a reason. We have a heart for a reason. I believe purpose is also inherently built into us. I believe, this is my personal belief, that we are all put on here for a reason. 
right? That is a purpose. That is a higher thing. There's a feeling, there's a transformation behind why we're here. So it's interesting. Like we have these things built into us, but the mind, the mind is a miraculous tool, but it can also be very destructive. It gets in the way of the things that are already there. Just go out, like put all the business stuff aside, wherever you're at in your business, whether you're in the beginning, middle, you've been doing this for 40 years, put it all aside and just use the tools that are already inside of you. Connection, empathy, use your ear holes, right? Let your, your heart space open up, go fall in love with people and just listen and literally gold mines. There's, there's probably like a bunch of businesses within asking questions, right? To me, it's like the direct result. So it's really cool and hopeful to me that this, 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 uh, this next wave of business, this new frontier of business, purpose-driven business, it's literally just getting back home to what is already inside of you. And it's pulling all that juicy stuff out. And then, you know, we take it a step further and we put it into some dope processes so you can do it consistently and sustainably. But this is all it is. It's not nothing new. You don't need to go figure stuff out. It's, it's just peeling back the layers, right? Like shedding the shit that has hardened you over the years and getting back to that amazing heart, getting back to your soul, getting back to that, that, mm, the judge that's inside of you and then letting that lead you. It's easy to do all this weird shit that's out there. <laughs> it's easy to do like all these business processes and Facebook ads and marketing and bad. It's fun. But we need a foundation for all that stuff. And the foundation is what is already inside of you. Boom. I just keep seeing your flaps <laughs> of your shirt. Let me just do this one. <laughs> She's flying, people. And, and she says all these things because all of this has happened to her. So, Accurate. All of it. I yeah. only speak from inside the arena. Truth. As do you. Yeah, I'm good. I, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I think we just like, oh my God. Okay, I, think that, I need to like take a break. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, I feel like oh my we've, we've spoken our truth. We have spoken our truth. And it's really cool that we tied it to purpose is is the steadiness and empathy is the unstoppableness. And yeah, I'm loving all the, the stories and the examples that we shared. And yeah, I feel good. I literally need to like probably take like a quick little 15 minute nap. I'll do a quick little actionable nugget. So, Please. so we're talking about empathy. We talked about it in a past episode. We talked about it today. Um, we obsess. We'll probably over, talk about it forever. We, we obsess <laughs> over it at Purpose Pioneers because it is that way to right the ship, where the next step becomes obvious, um, where we fall back in love with who we serve, and we actually can create things that they need, that they'll buy. We say things, you know, that that actually will resonate. All that good stuff. So the question is, how do how do I as a business leader, cultivate understanding. How do I build that bridge of empathy? And quickly, there's just a few questions that you that you can use uh, to ask that that we use all the fucking time. And the first one talks about pain. So it's like, where are you hurting? What sucks in your life right now? Tell me more about that. We want to understand that point A. And then it, the next question is the promised land. Hey, what what are your dreams? What's the ideal reality? What do you want more than anything? Paint me that picture. Right. So now we're establishing a point B. And then in between point A and point B is where value exists. Um, I've found no one really buys anything um, from us until there's established value, until they say, wow, this, whatever I'm about to invest in is finally going to take me from A to B. 
I now find this valuable. If they don't understand they're at point A, then they don't care about point B. And if they're at point B, then they don't need what I have. So the value comes between point A and point B. And the third question is the challenges. Hey, like, what have you tried so far that is taking you from the, where you're not able to get from A to B? Like, what, what have you tried so far that isn't working out for you? Uh, what, what can't you seem to figure out on your own? Uh, we want to understand what's holding them back from getting from A to B. Um, so we can deeply understand them. We can deeply understand maybe where we can come in and add value because, hey, there's this thing they can't figure out on their own. They've tried other things. So there's this little niche there that they haven't tried that they'd be willing to invest in. Fourth piece is sense of urgency. Hey, so you're in point A, you want to get to point B. You can't seem to figure it out. You've tried so many things. One, like how long have you been feeling this? And two, how many more days are you willing to wait? So we want to establish a sense of urgency because if someone is not urgent, they won't buy shit. They just won't buy anything. So really it's about, they have to be like, I need to do this today. I need to do this yesterday. I need to do it this week. Like there's nothing more important. Um, And when we can establish those pieces, then we know one, we have an ideal client on our hands and we know the need that they're willing to invest in. Then we get to decide one, is this someone I want to serve? And two, what do I need to offer and what do I need to say to inspire them to take action and finally transform uh, in their own life? Like I now have the certainty of what to offer. How, do, how can I use my gifts to help them get from A to B in a way they haven't tried before? Um, and now I know what to say to help them move along that path, that bridge of yes, to finally investing in themselves, to finally doing something about this need. And this can be as basic as like eating bananas or, you know, doing inner child work, right? It's, it's the same concept. It doesn't matter the product of the offering. Um, yeah. So this is just a practice. Use those questions. Every conversation can lead to a client. Every conversation can lead to a need that someone's willing to invest in. I don't care if it's talking to grandma or it's talking to you know a stranger on the street. Every conversation like this is going to lead to, hey, Thomas, I have this. I'm here and I want to be here. I can't figure it out. I can't wait another day. Everything will lead to a need that they're willing to invest in. So basically, the world becomes this field of possibility where I be only because I've cultivated enough understanding to see it. Like I finally am seeing all the needs that are inside of everyone because everyone has all these needs inside of them, but the empathy brings it out, makes it obvious to me. And now I can be confident about what to offer, what to say, what to do to connect with that person and enter into a business relationship, enter into a relationship where I'm able to finally serve them. And they're able to say, thank you, Thomas. I love you. Here's some money in return. And, and that is how we can unlock business is when we reestablish that relationship through practicing empathy, building that bridge of understanding. So we finally know how to love and serve each other. And I want to make it super clear. Empathy is not just for when you're starting a business. It is important when you're starting a business. It is important when chaos happens and people have a new set of needs. It is important when your team is growing and you're going to open new different departments. It's when a new product wants to come out and when you want to launch a new service. I don't care if you're just starting or you've been doing this for a very long time. I don't care if you have five employees or 500. Empathy is an ongoing process and it is applicable to so many different situations. So 
for us, we, I mean, we've always done empathy work, but anytime we want to create something new, anytime we are feeling like we have this next level bubbling up, anytime we want to launch something, anything, anytime there's a next, a new chapter, mm-hmm. right? There's always new chapters in business, right? We're always growing. Constantly. That's the coolest thing about business leaders. We're constantly wanting to grow and evolve. So I want you to tie empathy, right? When do I do empathy work? Every time there's a new chapter, every time there's a new chapter, inviting yourself into this, the field and asking questions and getting curious and reestablishing the, the value and the relationship and the love story with your customers will make you unstoppable. So new chapters, new products, new services, expanding uh, a new location, a new pandemic, a new pandemic. So I I just want to make that so clear, that connection. I think it's easy to be like, oh, well, I already have a business that serves a real need and people are buying. So I don't need to do empathy work. Oh, no, you do. Because your people, just because they're continuing to buy from you, people are always growing. They always have new needs. They always have new things that they want. There always is something there. And and my last little nugget for you of the unstoppableness, you're as long as you are committed to purpose and empathy, you are committed to doing the empathy work with every new chapter, your business will always thrive. Always. Because you are always building that bridge and any wave that crashes on you, you are able to right the ship because you're not getting caught up in all the craziness going on out there. You are staying in tune with the people that you love and the people that you want to serve and the people that you want to keep solving problems for. So you will grow in tandem with your people. And I really believe that your business will thrive for a really long time. When businesses fall to the wayside or maybe they go out of business, I believe it's because the bridge burnt to a crisp between them and the people that they want to serve. I'm, I'm sure there's a variety of reasons, but I think that's the most prevalent one. So that's my final nugget. Thank you, We literally Alex. can go on for four and a half hours so <laughs> about this. With that, <laughs> thank you, Purpose Peeps. Another conversation from the arena from our obsessive conversations about purpose and empathy and our invitation is try it on, see how it feels or not. (laughs) And uh, with that, just keep stepping into the arena. So with that purpose pioneers out. See ya. That's a wrap of another adventure inside the purpose pioneers arena. Take a moment to reflect on all that you just soaked in. What hit you at the core? What gave you all the feels? What inspired you to action? Choose one step you'll take today because inspired action is the ticket to the arena and the arena is where the magic happens. If you're feeling the pull to take the next steps with us at Purpose Pioneers, then let's lean in and have a conversation. We want to learn all about you, the movement you have on your hands, and most importantly, empower you to do business from the sweet spot. We are so honored to walk shoulder to shoulder with you in this journey of turning businesses into movements. Welcome to the Purpose Pioneers Arena.